0: Hey everyone, welcome to the F&Bad Show. I'm your host, Edmund Fong. Each podcast, I'll be sharing my random thoughts, having special guests, and also sharing my wisdom. I hope this will be a fun listening experience for you. Thank you for listening. Hello, FM Bad fans. Today I have a guest. Her name is Brittany Reitz, And she's a talented actress, singer, musician, and writer here in the Sacramento area. Hi Brittany. How are you today?
1: Hi. I'm good. As Thanks good as ju- anybody can be when the sun goes down at what, like four forty five?
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's uh, it feels late when it's actually still early. Completely. Yeah, yeah, uh, I uh, definitely miss these—the summertime where we get more daylight.
1: It doesn't. It almost doesn't even make sense for them to switch the time, when it just makes it get darker earlier. Yeah. But I guess it all evens out. I just feel like they should do it later. But I—I'm not going to go and debate something that's been around for thousands of years. <laughs> yes, I know. But, um, yeah, thanks for joining me today. Of course.
0: So we uh, got introduced uh, from our uh, friend James Paul Nelson. And Mm -hmm. uh, you worked with James uh, on a short film called Surreal Encounter.
1: Yeah. So he reached out to me on uh, Facebook Messenger. And he just started kind of giving me a lot of his ideas um, from a director and writer standpoint. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, why don't we just do something really quick and you can bring your guitar because he asked me if I could sing and I sent him a quick video that I did at a recital because I feel like whenever somebody asks you if you can sing, I mean, a lot of the times the people that announce that they can sing usually are the worst singers. So every time I'm like, okay, yes, I can. Here's (laughs) a video because you don't want to be subtle with somebody who's not, you know, very good. So I sent him the video and he was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Come and do this like quick short. And so we just went to the Consuminous River uh, campus, which is currently a ghost town,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just kind of designed an idea around that. And I I played some music in it. And that's ultimately what came together for Surreal Encounters.
0: I see. Yeah, I watched it and it's definitely something different that uh uh it's definitely a interesting short film that uh you guys did so
1: yeah i think it i think it turned out pretty good for uh i don't know how long it took is it was probably about two, an hour and a half mm-hmm. maybe sh- to, to uh-huh. do the whole thing so oh, okay
0: i see i see so uh so you uh do uh acting um how did you get started into acting
1: well, so I I started doing musical theater when I was about three, so super young. And, of course, it wasn't like Hamlet. It was like singing little songs in cute outfits just to make the parents happy. Right. Um, uh-huh. But then you start to evolve and evolve and evolve. And so just doing theater, I it was a lot of fun, uh, but I wasn't getting, like, a, t- a ton of opportunities. And so the where i was doing it that kind of shut down and then i went into high school and so i did a little bit of theater in high school and um and after i mean in high school i just got really interested in film and television like i would just Mm -hmm. watch film after film after film and like enormous amounts of seasons of TV shows like way too many seasons of TV shows <laughs> probably like i've probably watched multiple 10 season plus shows wow and i don't know how i did it because that's like network 10 season it's not like like hbo 10 seasons where you're like the quality of this is fantastic uh-huh. it's like formulaic and anyways so after that i was kind of like yeah, maybe I'm a little bit interested in film, like just, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, And so then I went to studio 24 in Folsom for about four months when I was 16 and I probably turned 17 there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it just kind of, it was just kind of getting an idea of what it looks like. So we would kind of get a script and then go home and learn it and then have a scene partner and then come in and, get filmed and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know performing the scene and they getting feedback and then maybe work on it another week and so it, it kind of gives you an idea of what film classes are like and then i was like okay i've i was in the teen class so it was like me like 17 16 17 and a lot of the other people were like 15 like 12 to 15 oh wow so, so they were younger yeah. Yes, like a lot younger, which is great, but um, you can only do Nickelodeon and Disney scenes so long before Mm -hmm. you lose your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, okay, I'm going to try and move on. And then I found Charlie Holiday in Rancho Cordova. And so it was just like a really warm environment. And he was somebody who had worked on big sets, you know, being in Kindergarten Cop and and, and a lot of cool, you know, limited series, TV shows, movies, mm-hmm. just done it all, but as like bit parts and as a character actor, which is super cool. And I commend anybody who does that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I started there as an improv class. And then from there, I I was starting to get a little bit of film stuff. Um, and then it kind of just became, I I mean, it's a small community, so... Once you make connections, you kind of start to get get on a roll of people being like, hey, I have this thing. Can you come and do it?
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: quite frankly, being reliable um, is a major contributing factor to how well you do in this tiny community. Of course. So, yeah, I mean, anything, but especially a smaller community like this. so yeah, that's how I got interested in film acting and I've, I've done some independent features and some independent shorts and I've done some writing and, uh, and then to make a little bit of money, I worked as an extra on uh, 13 reasons why for like two and a half years. Um, Oh
0: wow.
1: Uh Yeah. Which um, it's not acting. It's, it's extra. It's being an extra, which Charlie would call uh, being an eating prop. (laughs) <laughs> um, which is not, I mean, it's not far off. You're a well-paid prop though. Mm. And, uh, and that was fun and getting eligible for SAG and all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So through watching films and, uh, different, uh, television, uh, series, uh, uh, like what inspired you? Like any persons that inspire you or any films that inspire you to continue to push on in this uh, career?
1: I think I think a lot of the people I look up to in the industry are um, comedic women, specifically people like Melissa McCarthy or um, Uh Kristen Wig. And Mm -hmm. Kristen Wig does a lot of writing, too, um, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. A lot of the women that come out of SNL, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, like, all those people mm-hmm. I really, really look up to. Oh, wow. Um, That's... For, like, by far. Um, but it's... Or Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She's super cool, too. But as far as movies go, I think some of my favorite movies were ones that knew how to mix comedy with drama. So, like, mm-hmm. Shawshank Redemption was so good and mm-hmm. same with yes. um, Good Will Hunting. There's less comedy in Shawshank Redemption obviously. Uh-huh. It's prison. Um, uh uh-huh. Right. But Good Will Hunting is, I think, one of the most perfect dramatic comedies that I've ever seen. So I as see. far as films go, those were just really, really good.
0: I see. I see. And very... TV
1: shows, mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty recent but fleabag really impressed me like really impressed me um these are mostly comedies for tv um mm-hmm. but they have dramatic elements that's the thing is like if you can win people over with comedy you can make them feel things in a bigger way in drama and mm-hmm. so the marvelous Mrs. Maisel was is really really fantastic too it's a near perfect show in my opinion Mm-hmm. So, um those so are kind like... of the things that are recently and less recently stuff that I really found amazing.
0: uh uh-huh. so Those those elements the 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 comedy and the the drama, if you can combine yes. those two, then you kind of have like a perfect fit for for whatever story you're trying to tell.
1: Well, yeah, I think uh-huh. I think humor is a manipulative tactic which manipulative has kind of been given a negative connotation, but I think it can be really positive in some aspects. I mean, Robin Williams is hilarious in Good Will Hunting, but that one scene where he keeps saying, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. The, the, him being so funny makes you love him. Not just like him, mm-hmm. like, love him. Uh-huh. To where when he has that scene or when he's talking about his wife and all those things, it's like bittersweet. And I think it's really difficult to get bittersweet come across on screen
0: mm-hmm. okay well you also uh uh place instruments correct so um, what kind of uh, instruments do you play
1: so in um i think fourth grade maybe fourth grade or fifth grade i started playing flute
0: which okay, uh-huh
1: I would recommend to anybody who enjoys hyperventilating into a metal tube. Um, <laughs> it has its beauty, but you can't, you know, you can't bring out a flute at a bonfire. Um, and how did you, I mean,
0: like, how did you come across the flute? Did, it, uh, did you just it pick band. it up one day? or It was concert oh, it was band. band. Okay. Uh,
1: flute would be kind of a weird thing to pick up on your own because it's, it's such like a orchestral kind of instrument. Um, Mm -hmm. where you, you play with multiple people. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I was band. I was in band from fourth grade up until senior year of high school,
0: but I never Mm -hmm. did
1: marching band. I just did concert band. Okay. Um, but I'm more interested in strings. So I, um, I come from a a family that's pretty musical. So my grandpa, especially, he's like, (laughs) (laughs) unironically the grandfather of, the music in the family. Um, uh-huh. He plays about 11 instruments. I think we counted once and <laughs> so is in it's... multiple bands and mm-hmm. it's his obsession, passion. He's still, while well, he was playing gigs before COVID of course. So that's been pretty hard for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a mostly string instrument person too. I don't think he plays any um, air instruments. Um, except pipe organ, but that's that's a little different. Um mm-hmm. so then I started uh teaching myself slash like a little bit of advice from my dad uh when I was eleven to play guitar. Um and then from there I was like, I want to learn ukulele. So then I learn ukulele and I think I have way too many ukuleles. Um <laughs> <laughs> like by far different sizes. How many do you have? <laughs> um I think it's around five. Um,
0: a a collection of them
1: i have a collection i have Mm -hmm. i have one baritone ukulele which is in a different like uh key which is it sounds really nice it's missing a string i need to fix it Mm -hmm. and then i have one that i have tuned like a mandolin and then i have Mm -hmm. one that you can plug into an amp and then I have <laughs> one that sounds really, really pretty. It's got like all the tones, and that's the one I would play if I was gonna play anything for people mm-hmm. um and then I have like a waterproof one that you can get from uh you know Hawaii and mm. be around the beach and 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 it'll be fine and play
0: away, uh-huh,
1: and play away, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then uh piano I taught myself some piano um although I do yeah I do get pretty focused on it's hard to be working on every single instrument so I've been mostly working on guitar for the past years um so I've just now kind of like tried to come back to piano a little bit but my brother's the one that's been uh taking over the piano a bit okay um and then I think I think that's it. I've kind <laughs> of like tried to play the penny whistle. That was loud and annoying for my parents. Um <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of little weird instruments that have been loud and annoying for my parents. I mean starting with the recorder and what uh fifth <laughs> so grade. You come
0: from quite a family of musicians and wow, that's I mean it's yeah. it's in the it's in the gene. It's, so
1: I think so. I think just mm-hmm. arts in general. There's painters and there's musicians and there's actors and all that kind of stuff kind of feeds in together.
0: Oh, that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a talented family you have.
1: Yeah, I'm really grateful. I mean, they're great and mm-hmm. very um supportive of my passions which is it's it's a big deal. That that's not something that it is. happens very often. Mhm. Oh,
0: fantastic. Uh you also sing, uh, correct? Uh, uh what kind of songs do you sing like what um what what genre or
1: I get I've been asked this a lot and every time I'm like I have I have, I have no clue. I um <laughs> I think I have a, a a bit of a lower voice. So mm-hmm. And it's kind of got like an, an interesting tone to it. So I like to do um, kind of more jazzy stuff. So uh-huh. Nora Jones is sounds great for my voice. And she's just a great songwriter. Although some of her lyrics make no sense. They're uh-huh. pretty. You just go with them. Um, big fan of Sarah Bareilles. I think we kind of have a similar like warm tone. She has a higher range, which I'm bitter about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, she's fantastic. Um, and I'm a big Broadway nerd, so I oh, try okay. to sing some Broadway stuff. So it's all over the place. Um, when it comes to that. And I mean, Broadway in general is all over the place. I mean, Hamilton and music man, or how, how are those in the same genre? Mm-hmm. Um, or Phantom of the Opera, how, are how, uh, or Chicago, like all of those are just so random. Um, but fit in the same genre technically, mm-hmm. um, but but usually that sometimes some more popular music. If uh, if I want to be hip, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see. So what but, uh,
0: what? Any, any songs you like to sing right now?
1: Um, I I sang "Don't Know Why" from Nor Jones at a recital. Okay. Like I don't even know how long ago. I don't want to think about it. Um, but. That one, I really, really like seeing.
0: Okay. So I heard uh, about this uh, film, Lollipop, that uh, you started a GoFundMe for, and uh, can you tell me more about uh, Lollipop? And what's it about?
1: Yeah, so I um, every once in a while, because I feel like creativity is not something that's consistent. I feel like it's something that When it happens, it happens randomly and naturally. So um, I was trying to fall asleep when I and I had this idea between best friends or sisters, Mm -hmm. where one of them. uh, I went with sisters ultimately. Okay, and um, they're essentially trying to uh, rekindle their relationship. After one of them got addicted to opioids after a uh, incident causing an injury, Um, Mm -hmm. which is a very common thing to happen, as we sadly know. Mm -hmm. And so it it's a it's a really, really simple like layout and story. But when when you do that, it becomes more complicated because the directing camera work and acting have to be immaculate there's Mm -hmm. nothing that you can hide behind it's it's all i mean it's two characters essentially there's a couple other people but i wanted it to be a a very small number of characters because it's hard to make people care about something in 10 minutes and so Mm -hmm. i don't think from some of the short films i've seen i mean i've seen it done but I think it's just more difficult if you have like eight locations and 15 actors for somebody after 10 minutes to be like, yeah, I I loved and cared about stuff that happened to every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's, uh, it happens as much I'm not saying it can't happen. Um, So I, I think, to uh,
0: keep... yeah, keep, keep, more focus on just several actors uh, as opposed to having a, a more actors and, and just it's too much to like, yeah, it's too many characters to, 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 to care for. I think is what yeah, you're saying. I mean,
1: uh-huh. I, like, again, I'm going to say it's not impossible. I would mm-hmm. love to see it. Um, but definitely, I, I mean, a lot of the times when you're watching films, you you should often be asking yourself, why would they do that? Why would mm-hmm. they do that? Why would do that? Why would they do that? And if you can't have answers for all of those, of course, outliers being stuff that you don't find out until later, um, but sometimes it can be stuff that you're like that was unresolved, and also, why did they do that? Why did- mm-hmm. <laughs> That was pointless. <laughs> that was absolutely pointless, uh-huh. and you just don't want that. So I kept it um, very contained to that, and that rekindling and uh, mixed mix with some flashbacks for storytelling but again most of it's going to be showing it and not saying it which is super super important um because <clears throat> you you don't want to dumb it down for an audience but you also don't want to i mean i mean don't tell christopher nolan but <laughs> you don't want to make it too <laughs> intricate either um uh-huh. i don't i don't know if you saw tenant but I mean I did yes I still don't think I fully fully understand that movie and I know it's (laughs) so
0: complex James and I I, we love it I mean he keeps setting the the bar so high on his movies but it's so complex that you definitely have to watch it uh, several times to to really uh, understand the full story and read about it because it's I mean everything just ties together and Every scene. I mean, it's, it's 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 an amazing film. It's it's. I mean, his storytelling is is it's crazy.
1: I, I think I, it's. I mean, yeah, I think it's really cool of him to to do that kind of thing. I mean, is it very frustrating to watch as a viewer? Definitely. But I with my <laughs> I, I
0: went in. Yeah, I went in fully you know, expecting to understand about maybe eighty ninety percent of it, and I know I'm going to miss probably about 10% of it that I'm going to have to go back and either watch it again or read it, read oh, up on it. So I mean, I, I went mean, in with
1: it's... my, I went in with my best friend who saw it before and I was like, mm-hmm. dude, can you just like, can you give me like a little cheat sheet? Like just a little <laughs> one. You don't have to tell <laughs> me everything. And he was like, okay, this is this and this is this is this. So he laid it out pretty well. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then I watched the movie and I'm like, dude, this is not helpful. <laughs> this is not helpful. <laughs> I mean, it's kind Still... of helpful but still like he just nolan just does stuff it for like a millimeter like a, a millisecond and it has mm-hmm. major repercussions to the film mm-hmm. and you're just like wait mm-hmm. wait 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 hang on hang on but you can't rewind in a movie theater so yeah uh, mm-hmm. th- that i i respect it i think it's its own thing i think it's cool that people could have in-depth conversations about stuff afterwards um mm-hmm. but i think you can still get it if it's not like so complicated um mm-hmm. so somewhere in the middle ground of that is where i'd like to be um so yeah i'm 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 still crowdfunding it was supposed to be premier premiering october of this year um but they couldn't get the crest where it premieres ready in time and so mm-hmm. yes, all of the it's... filmmakers were just like if we can have an in-person premiere, then I don't think we really want to, you know, go through having to shoot during COVID restrictions if we don't have to. So that's, I mean, hopefully it'll let up a little bit when most of us are going to be shooting in um, next summer. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to, to kind of go back into and see if it's any different from now. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to do it. I've fully casted. I have crew that I can hopefully call back and and see if they still want to be on board. If not, I got to find more people. Uh locations. I mean, I was I was ready to to shoot um but that's that's out of the way so I can just pick up near where we left off this mm-hmm. year um mm-hmm. next year. So it's not a terrible position to be and also I think uh when it comes to stuff getting pushed back right now it's not a matter of if it's just when and so i i've just kept that mindset of not getting too discouraged and just being mm-hmm. like it's going to happen yeah it's just I mean, going to be later than you yeah. think
0: yeah with the with the covid-19 i mean the entire industry is you know Kind of grinding right now. I mean, there's yeah. there's productions yeah. that are you know starting up again, but then there's some that are just on hold. And I mean, uh, James and I we we always talk about it. I mean, how difficult it is right now because mm-hmm. of what's happening, and it certainly put a damper on your, your short film right now. But you know, I I like your positivity because it, it will happen, and yeah. you know, we look we look forward to to its premiere at the Crest in Sacramento. I mean,
1: Hey, uh, me too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That that, that would be awesome. I mean, yeah, that's, that's great. So um, where can uh, listeners find your work?
1: So I, I think uh, there's a short film that I was in called regrets of a dying man, but um, because of some conflicts, I think my scene was taken out, but you can find that on YouTube, I believe. I think you can also find a film I was in called Finn and Marco on YouTube, mm-hmm. maybe Vimeo, um, or it's on Jack Deaver, J A C K D E V E R his Facebook page. It should be there. I hope it's there now mm-hmm. that I've uh, plugged it. Um, and I have a, a short coming up with the same director of Regrets of the Dying Man and same producer. And I'm really excited for that. I had a pretty fun, big part in that. And yeah, I think just have to wait and see. Um, so in my IMDb page, I had mm-hmm. to cancel my IMDb Pro account. So I don't know if I have a picture up. But if you find my name, Brittany Reeds with Finn and Marco or Aggressive, a Dying Man or First State, which was I had a little tiny part in. Um, mm-hmm. that'll be coming out soon that is a feature length film um from manuel crosby or mm-hmm. i think you might pronounce it manuel um so that's going to be really great the cinematography on that looks fantastic um and that's all i can think of of course after we're done i'm going to just be like oh yeah i'm doing that too <laughs> um <laughs> So, um, and, and future stuff with James, of course, um, if if everything pans out.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, the name of the show is, uh, called F and bad. So I always Mm -hmm. ask my guests, have you done anything that's uh, F and bad? Can you tell us something that, that, uh, you can share?
1: I was thinking about this and I think honestly, this industry, you have to do a lot of stuff that's very gutsy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just watching, walking into an audition room mm-hmm. is very, very gutsy. Um, so, I would say any audition I've had to do, which has had, I've, I've been involved in some unprofessional kind of auditions where it's like a group setting, and I'm like, this is nowhere near SAG regulations or anything like that, which is not union, <laughs> so it doesn't have to be, but uh-huh. I'm like, Okay. Everybody can hear my audition right now, and so you still have to like do it. But then you're like, okay, they're they're setting up the camera during my performance right now, so they're not even paying attention. So mm-hmm. that's effing bad in a different way. Um, but bad, I would say, uh, like bad, bad, like cool bad. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: We have some family friends that are musicians that play in restaurants and every time I go to the restaurant to listen to them I'm like oh no oh no because (laughs) they always when they take a break announce that I'm going to perform Oh! (laughs) and every time (laughs) my heart drops Uh but I have done it twice uh-huh. And I got through it, and I was fine. I mean, performing in front of an entire restaurant without anything prepared, just like a song that I know recently, and just going for it has—I mean, I—I I don't know if I'll ever go and go to that restaurant again if they're playing <laughs> just for that reason. But I know it's good for me. I know it's good for me. It's just performing. Mm-hmm with everybody staring at you and just you is terrifying. So I think that's pretty effing bad that I was like yeah, that's you it. know what? that's I'm enough I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: that's that's my answer. I think okay. I think that's why I could never do stand up just cuz I mean first of all it's a terrifying career in a lot of different ways especially for for female comics. But I don't think I can do it because (laughs) it's just you. It's just your words. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you have to keep people interested Mm
0: -hmm. for
1: hours. I mean, a tight Mm -hmm. five, sure, but like hours. And it, it's so fascinating to me that people can psychologically get there to be like, it's just me talking to thousands of people with Mm -hmm. just my words and just myself and nothing to catch me if I fall.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. So to continue anything... to continue to c- keep that and uh, you know keep that engagement with the audience, that's got to yeah. be nerve wracking. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and can you imagine if you start tanking 15 minutes in, if you and you have an hour left? <laughs> 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 like, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's so terrifying because every be. comedian uh-huh. tanks, even uh-huh. if they're fantastic, they're going to tank mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. So anything that it has to do with like me performing with just a piano or a guitar mm-hmm. terrifying because mm-hmm. it's just you nobody can save you you mess up your gu- <laughs> on the guitar there's no drums to drown uh-huh. it out you can't just put <laughs> yeah. it behind your back and be like this was planned i, uh-huh. I i'm taking a break from the guitar currently and uh-huh. uh, my drummer is really great though. listen to him or my bass uh-huh. player there's uh-huh. nothing it's just uh-huh. acapella <laughs> so I think yes, I'm gonna stick with that. That is my answer. Anything <laughs> that people do where they have nothing to catch them if they fall.
0: That's is that's up and <laughs> right. bad. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that. How how you just mentioned you're right. I mean, I, I never thought that even the best stand up comics can have a bad day and there's nobody yeah. there to save them. I mean, yeah, just like uh like uh if you're a basketball player, if you're if you're missing shots mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, I mean, that's you can have a bad day. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: I mean, people will drag you, but you're in mm-hmm. the end of the day, you're still on a team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, comedians aren't on teams, but right. I mean, sports players can get traded or fired or anything <laughs> like that, too. So but usually mm-hmm. not for one bad game. Mm
0: hmm. Uh, okay, uh, any quick shout-outs you want to do before we wrap it up?
1: Oh, shoot, shout-outs. Um... Oh, i got to think. <laughs> I just, like, all of my best friends are coming to mind, which, uh... yeah, I'll just shout-out my best friends. They're not even in the industry. it will just be <laughs> a nice thing to do. Shout-out yeah. out to uh, Hannah Garcia, my best friend. Casey Miller, my best friend, who is uh, a really great actor. He's um, I met him in Studio 24. I was mm-hmm. 17 and he was 12 and we bonded on superhero stuff. I was taller than him. I'm 5'2". <laughs> uh-huh.
0: uh-huh.
1: I was t- I was taller than him when we, when we met. He's 5'11". Uh-huh. Now. <laughs> just to give you an idea of uh, <laughs> how tall he is. He, he in caught comparison. up. <laughs> yes, he completely did. And, um, and passed he... you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by far. Um, which, again, bitter. So bitter. Um, but he he's a really great actor. And he um, he actually mostly works in L.A., but he started in San Francisco. And he was just on an episode of Euphoria on HBO um, last year. Mm-hmm. And he's got a movie coming out on Hulu called The Nowhere Inn. Uh-huh. I'm very, very, very proud of him. And he, honestly, he's probably going to get famous within a few years. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, That's and great. then um, my other friend Ritu Atwal, which um, has just been a major supporter and super great. And also my parents. My parents are the best.
0: <laughs> yes. I love the parents. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh definitely great talking to you. I mean, I enjoy doing these podcasts because I want to just get to know more about the local talent in and around Sacramento. I mean, uh, it's, it's just great what you do, and I mean, I think Sacramento is an up-and-coming city with a lot of diversity, a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of you know people in the arts. And in the industry, and people don't think about it when they when they hear Sacramento. I mean, but there's a lot of uh, uh, talent here. There's a lot of uh, people start off from right here, and, and they move on yep. to bigger things. Yeah, so it's it's definitely uh, been awesome to, to talk to you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice to talk to you, too. I think yeah. it is important for us to connect, connect. and talk to mm-hmm. people that we and wouldn't have necessarily talked to yes um so physical ph- physically distant distance but mm-hmm. uh don't necessarily socially distance <laughs> um so doing podcasts and uh the only thing i could tell people is try to keep facetiming people and having like zoom parties and, mm-hmm. and don't stop that stuff uh, yeah because I, I
0: totally agree yeah
1: mental health has taken a big hit uh, mm-hmm, it has for it... everybody this year, so
0: mm-hmm. it has. So I... it's very
1: important, right? For people to stay connected
0: for sure. Well, thanks, Brittany, for being on my show, and
1: of course, take care,
0: and we look forward to all your different works, especially Lollipop next year. So,
1: thank you. I'm excited for it.
0: Okay, all right. Thank you. Bye, bye.
1: You're welcome. Bye.
0: That's it for this edition of the F&Bad Show. I'm your host, Edmund Fong. Please check out F&Bad on Facebook, and you may email at fandbadpodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.